Welcome to Quirky Gems Podcast. It's great to have you here. Join me, Gem Swallow, every Friday as I talk happiness and living life to the fullest. I talk about what I try and what I come across, along with mindset and motivation, health and fitness. That's Quirky Gems Podcast every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Reissued with the permission of his family. All proceeds from the late Stephen Kelliger's book to Bangladesh and back are being donated to the Stroke Association. This book you're about to read is a day-to-day account of the things I did, the things I ate, but most of all, the people I met when I went to Bangladesh for a holiday. Available in paperback, in Amazon and in Gems Entry. Do you have a logo for your business that you'd love to turn into stickers? Maybe you're looking for snap tag and share stickers to really connect with your customers? We can help at Cosmic CLP. Stickers is what we do best. The fast turnaround, easy to use website and speedy delivery. Want custom stickers? Think Cosmic CLP. CosmicCLP.co.uk Would you like to advertise here on Quacky Gems Podcast? I've got two packages available for you. The intro package gets you an advert read out right here on Quirky Gems Podcast. You'll get your socials, a website. It's available. You'll also get a link in my link tree. To claim, direct message me on Twitter. It's at Radio Gem. Payment via PayPal, £6, available worldwide. The Let's Get Social package. You get your advert read out right here. Right here on Quacky Gems Podcast, you also get your link available in my Twitter. Every time I drop a new podcast, you will get seen by my followers. You will also get your link in my link tree. How amazing is that? £12 for one month. Payment via PayPal available worldwide. To claim, direct message me on Twitter. It's at Radio Gem. Hello and welcome. This is Quirky Gems Podcast. I am Gem Swallow and you tuned into the madness. <laughs> I'm him, kind of. So, <laughs> hi, how are you? I hope you're doing well and thank you for pressing play. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about after the first cycle of chemotherapy. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about... 12 positives, believe it or not. There are some. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think it, would you? I mean, let's be logical. You wouldn't. You kind of, you might have an idea in your mind of what it's like. And I have shared images where I had my first cycle, not so much my second cycle. That wasn't great. Let me give you some foundation. Let me elaborate a bit more. This list was written when I was having a bad day. And Jack, my other half, said, will not we write a list of 12... Well, it, it amounted to 12. There wasn't a number in mind. But it came out as 12, so we thought we'd go with that. So I got a notebook, got a pen, and decided, OK, I'll write down in bullet points the positives of what I'm experiencing. I believe... I had the chemo pump still attached to me. 
and I can't actually remember what date the 5th of December was, but I remember standing there in night time, writing this down, so that I could look back at how far I've come. So, as I look at my calendar now, it's the 29th of December, 2022. This list was compiled on the 5th of December, 2022. So, uh, yeah, I share with you my journey a little bit on my Twitter. It's at Radio Gem. And I was sharing my pod, as my mum affectionately calls it. I call it the bump. But I was sharing it shrinking, basically. You can see it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to share this. The pictures that I shared, I had printed out. Because I'm hoping one day in the near future, the little, book, well, it's a makeup bag, technically, but the little photo album slash makeup bag that I seem to be creating, I hope to put maybe with the rest of my photographs. And I might not look at them again, but I have this vision in my head. Call me crazy if you want to. You wouldn't be the first. I get told that I'm mad daily. But (laughs) I am hoping, well, I have a vision in my head of being sat there and looking at this makeup bag, not opening it to see the photographs again. But tapping it and thinking, it's a part of my experience. I survived it. I lived through it. That's my plan. So, I'm a great believer in signs and symbols. And so, yeah, that's... We'll see what happens with that, but I'll keep you updated. So, I'm going to run through the list. They're really in no particular order. They're not numbered. It's basically stars going down a page here are the 12 number one very important the bump has shrunk i don't mean to be a poet there but it kind of came out that way i in my first cycle of chemo i did not know what to expect physically i just got told before it took place that we're going to shrink it and then hopefully it'll go. That's all I got told, if memory serves me well. So when it starts shrinking, everyone else can see this. Let me kind of be the first to say, okay? This is a of oral cancer. So if you just press play, I elaborate. I have it on my tongue. Before my my tongue and on my left hand side of my neck. I can't see it unless I look in the mirror. When I look in the mirror, I'm trying to look above my jawline because I've had to really, as you may imagine, it's not something you really want to look at when you know you have this thing in there and it's, well, it's cancer. I mean, who wants to look at that? So it was bigger, way, way bigger. Before the first cycle... It was that my jaw, and this might sound weird, 
left hand side of my jaw, if you can imagine it, was connected to my neck. This pop was connecting my neck to my jaw. I have, well, no, I had, because it's now changed, I'm now post-cycle two. So, memory serves, I'll paint a picture for you. When I got told that I had oral cancer, I got told that it had gone under my tongue. Like, where your jaw is, like, if you can imagine that, it was under there, and it had gone into my lymph nodes. I believe it to be in three of my lymph nodes. It started out in one. It looked kind of the size of a grape when it started out. And then it grew. It got bigger. Then it got quite big. And it started to form a shape of like a love heart or a triangle. I haven't measured it at this point. But visually, you can see it. And on my tongue... It was very sore to begin with, and my tongue was slanted, so my left hand side of my tongue was raised a bit, and it shouldn't have been, because tongues don't normally do that, but my tongue, because I had cancer underneath it, my tongue was raised. I have an episode that I refer back to. And I actually sent it to my mum yesterday because we wanted to hear... My mum actually said to me, which is quite weird considering I'm recording this today, but my mum said to me, wouldn't it be cool if there was a recording of what you sounded like when you had it on your tongue and you sounded different? And I said, mum, I'm a podcaster. So, oh yeah, of course you are. I thought, oh, give me strength. But, <laughs> love you, mum. But, <laughs> so, if you want to check it out, there is an episode where I am talking to my mum and we're talking about our musical journeys, the kind of music and what we listened to growing up. And you can hear a difference. So, if you take this episode and you're pressing this, you're listening to this episode... When you're done with this one, about, I think it's about four episodes back, press play on that and hopefully you can hear a difference. So, when I had it before Cycle 1 began, which is where the, before this list existed, when it got cold, I was in a lot of pain. I bought a heat pack that you put in the microwave and what I would do is I'd put a tea towel around it and I'll put it on where my neck was. And that would help with the pain. I also get pain at the back of my ear, I guess, because of where the pod is. You know, it's like laying on certain things. It's hanging there, basically. It's it's attached to me. And it used to be quite heavy. So, that took place. And when I used to take pills... So every night I have to take pills, I take a paracetamol and a pregabalin because I have fibromyalgia. And when I used to take pills, I used to take them with cold water. Not freezing cold water, but just cold water. And it got to the point, I found it hard to swallow pills, it was getting to that point. It would be frustrating because I'd have to, like... 
put the pill on the right hand side of my tongue and somehow like when you're taking a shot of maybe like vodka or something really put my head back to get that pill to go back through my you know through my throat and then the pain was setting and it used to be so bad i would cry because where my jaw was where the nerves were and obviously it had cancer there the pain was excruciating i would cry but then it got to the point where i was clenching my fist just so i had something to focus on and get me through about five seconds to a minute of pain the only way i can describe it if you have sensitive teeth and you suck on ice lolly or a bit of ice and you know that sensitivity imagine that but under your jaw that is what it felt like so it was pretty intense when the first cycle of chemo happened though it went away thankfully and so the pod shrunk a little bit both my mum and jack were like it shrunk and it was quite something it was like oh good you know i reiterate though i can't see it the only thing i have to do with it is that i put a scarf around me that was the only thing really I could do. What with the cold weather. In the summer it wasn't too bad. You could see it but I didn't know what it was. With the cold weather though. As you may imagine cold air. It made it hurt. So I managed to get scarves. I mean I knit. So I was able to knit a scarf. Then I made a scarf choker. That didn't really help. But then I got these fleece kind of scarves and they help. So you might see them when I take photographs of myself and I'll share them on Twitter. You might see them there. But they have helped because they keep the heat in. So I digress. Let's go back to this. Okay. Funny enough, the second one on the list is able to swallow pills more easily. This was after cycle one. The third one can eat more. I didn't realise how much I enjoy food. I like the smell of it and the taste of it. That to me is what the experience of eating should be like. But I found that before I hit cycle one, I couldn't really eat a lot. And I realised that if I had like a plate of pasta, half of it would be left. If I had a, say I had KFC, other restaurants were available, but say I had KFC or takeaway, I wouldn't be able to eat all of it. I found eating chips very hard. I found certain foods were very, very hard to eat. And if they went onto the left-hand side of your tongue, they hurt. And you'd have to kind of, you'd have debris behind. But since having cycle one, I use a mouthwash. And this mouthwash helps. So if my tongue's still sore, especially if it's damp... I can use like a mouthwash and that helps, but I'm able to eat more. I eat a lot more, so I'm able to snack more, and I really enjoy food, which is, I'm kind of a foodie, actually. I didn't realise that. I mean, I haven't taken pictures of food yet, but I'm kind of a foodie. I am. I kind of like thinking about food and planning what I'm going to eat and planning snacks as well. I really enjoy it. But when 
Before cycle one of the chemo, I found that it kind of was a chore to eat. And I don't know, it kind of sucked the fun out of it. But yeah, after cycle one, I could eat more. And it was quite interesting. My mum was the first one that noticed that after I'd eaten a meal, it was like, oh, wow, you cleared the plate. And that in itself was an accomplishment. It was like, yes, you know, kind of like, yes, I'm eating. I'm feeding my body. (laughs) Because a bit of the cancer had died. The chemo had killed it. So it couldn't take all my resources anymore. I mean, sure, I still had it. But you're noticing a, a significant difference. Another one. Now, this ties into the eating more. I had more energy. I found towards the end of summer, there's a picture of me with my cat. I can't remember what episode it was. Um, no. If I can find it, I'll share it. But there's a picture of me with my cat. And to me in the picture, I look quite tired. I didn't realise it was cancer, but I realised, okay, it was in the summer, you had heat. And of course, heat makes you tired, right? Especially humidity. But I noticed that my energy was wavering. And even though I have fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, or ME, I could feel a difference. But after the first cycle... It was like, oh, okay, I've got a bit more energy back. I'm liking this. Like, hello, cool, where you been? So, after the first cycle, that was something to celebrate. Another one. I was more like myself. I guess that comes from the energy. I don't know. Or maybe it was a fighting spirit because before the chemo, I was like, okay, it was kind of like preparation into going into like a ring and fighting this thing. And maybe it was the fact that, I mean, Jack helped me to prepare this and maybe it was that he could see it and he was like, okay, this is what I'm seeing of you. And he sees me every day, so obviously he's going to notice a difference. But yeah. I was more like myself, and if anything, that's something to celebrate, right? Another one. I put weight on. It was my brother that told me that I'd lost a lot of weight. To me, I didn't feel any different. I mean, my clothes were still the same. Maybe one or two of them hung a little differently. But I've never been one to focus on my weight. I don't think it's a healthy thing to do. I think if you eat right and you exercise, then great. But I've never been one to step on scales. And for me, I just don't think it's healthy for your mental health. Each to his own. But I realised after cycle one, I put weight on. But I think it was because I was able to eat more. And maybe, what with the chemo? If you have an empty stomach, you feel sick. And so, the advice that was given to me before then was, it's kind of like when you have the flu or something. Eat little and often. So, even though it took me nearly half an hour to eat a yogurt because of the, the sickness, like feeling sick, or... 
10 to 15 minutes eating a biscuit, I was able to eat different things because my body actually craved different things. Believe it or not, after cycle one, if you compare it to cycle two, in cycle one, I was craving biscuits and um, these rice yogurts. Now, I don't eat them. So make it that what you will. I just don't fancy them. But it's quite interesting. I was also craving a different chocolate as well and tea. But now, after cycle two, even though I'm eating different stuff, and plus we have, you know, we've just gotten over Christmas, so there's all goodies in the house. But after cycle one, it was completely different. So I was able to put weight back on. Something that hasn't changed is I was able to work. So I was able to still do the podcast and in cycle one, I was able to knit. I had a little bit more energy in cycle one, but I was able to do these little things. And to me, it made me realise how important work was to me because it kept my mind occupied. What's next? I have talked about this, but I wasn't in so much pain in my face and jaw. That was a huge thing for me. It wasn't until, I think, after cycle one, one night, I was taking some pills. I went into the living room and said to my mum, it doesn't hurt. And it was like, oh my God, because it got to a point where it was causing me to end up in tears, the amount of pain. And it would get me down. And taking pills would get to a point where it would be like, Oh god, how it kind of caused a bit of anxiety. It was like, how am I supposed to swallow this? Um, I remember saying to Jack, "This is getting quite bad. What am I supposed to do?" But after cycle one, I had a lot more leeway. It didn't hurt, and I was able to take pills. It was like, "Oh, good, I'm getting back to it. It's a little bit, but I'm getting back." Another thing, trying new things. I can't actually remember what I was talking about when I mentioned this, but I think what it is, is kind of like what I talked about in the previous episode, Rearview Mirror and Looking For, where I talk about creativity and trying new things. I also think, I think I know what I was referring to. So if you follow me on Twitter, it's at Radio Gem. I was referring to the fact I had these pair of boots and I wanted to wear these boots. I kind of have a problem, don't I, with boots? It's like... <laughs> I am obsessed. <laughs> but I, apparently I'm into boots now. I'm going to roll with it, you know. It might be a phase. It might just be... Um, it's a new collection. I don't know. i got nothing. But yeah, so I have these boots. And I still have them. They were the first boots I had that had a heel to them. And I'm quite tall. So I'm about five foot seven and a half, give or take. And I thought, I'm tall. Can I really take boots with a heel on? Like, will I walk like a giraffe? I mean, it's not really the look I'm going for, but okay. And so when I had these boots, I shared them online. I was like, come on, if you know me. You'll know that if you dare me, if I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm likely to. I've been dared to try these other boots out. I'll let you know how that gets on. 
But these boots, I think that was what I was referring to, trying them out. It's a little thing, but it is an accomplishment. Another one. My tongue didn't hurt, so... It's so strange. I was talking to this... I was talking about this very thing with my mum. And how... I didn't realise, I mean, some might say, Jem, you're a podcaster, I mean, come off it. But, I'm very talkative. Who knew, right? But, I am, I'm very talkative. I'm nosy. It's kind of subject to opinion, that one. But, I like to hear people's stories. Then again, I am a podcaster. So, for me, (laughs) I, I don't know, I like to talk. Before cycle one... My tongue hurts so much, especially of a night, that I would have to text instead of talk. And that, to me, was really quite worrying. Because when your speech is being taken away, as you might imagine, it's not a great feeling. And so, I remember it got so bad that if I did talk, it would be like my mum would say, say again, say one more time. And my mum can make out what I was saying, Jack can make out what I was saying, but it would seem to be like, it was difficult, and it was hard to talk. And so, after cycle one, a bit of my personality came through, because I was able to talk. It was like, this is great! And something so small that you take for granted, when it's kind of taken away, which it shouldn't be, but... When it's taken away, it has an effect on you. So, when the pain subsided, it was like, this is great. I'm coming back to being me again. Fantastic. So, the next one. Talking clearer. I can't really give you an example. Because I can't do it with my tongue. But... In previous episodes, it was hard because I was worried you might not be able to understand me. But, I did talk about this episode that I keep referring back to. It's the one that stands out. So, I let you into a little secret, okay? Back in January of 2022, I interviewed Robson Green. And... That was the time my cancer journey began. I just didn't know it. That was the time I had a patch on my tongue. Now, if you listen to that episode, go on back, you'll find it. You might be able to hear a slight difference in the way I talk. It might sound like I kind of have like a tongue piercing. (laughs) But in that episode, I remember I had the patch on my tongue. So you might say, I've had this thing for a year. It didn't get bad then, but the beginnings of it, it was there. So, in an episode more recent, I did an episode with my mum, where we talked about our musical journeys. That's more recent, it's about four or five episodes down. So wherever you're listening to, if you scroll on down, you're bound to find it. And in that, it was very hard for me to talk. But I realised I kind of could sing. 
So I used to love being able to sing. I used to be able to hold a note and <laughs> try and give Whitney Houston a run for her money. <laughs> but I used to be able to sing along to Leona Lewis or Whitney Houston, Liberty X. I kind of used to be able to take on a power ballad. And I think when I did the episode with Nina Ambrose, we did a bit of singing in that episode, I think. But if you want to check out the episode that I'm referring to with my mum and me, you can hear my tongue and you can hear it slightly hard for me to talk. And you had to really concentrate on what I was saying. I realised that my way of combating that was to talk with a little bit of sign language. I know a little bit of it, but I came to rely on that and also texting. So if I wanted to say something, it would be texting. And it was quite worrying, you know, like I said, having your speech being taken away something and I couldn't hear my accent either all you could hear was what I was trying to say I remember going to the hospital and when I cry or cry it was harder to hear and when I got fatigued or tired that was harder to hear but my tongue after cycle one flattened out a bit so now it feels different if i i can feel the left hand side of my tongue i can still feel the cancer but i don't think about that it kind of feels like a blister but it's kind of like a blister that doesn't hurt on your tongue but after cycle one yeah it's a lot different and i'm thankful for that because it could be a lot worse so something else is after cycle one listening to my body so i noticed that in the mornings this began cycle one carry on cycle two so about quarter to three in the morning i know fabulous time isn't it but quarter to three in the morning i realized that i would wake up you know when most people need to pee is when i wake up and feel nauseous fun times it really was and so my way of realizing combating that was to drink lots of water i had to get up to pee another twice or three times after that you know because feeling yourself with water i mean what do you expect but i would have to drink lots of water and that would keep me going so i got up and was able to eat but i was listening to my body and that seemed to work a lot I also put on an anti-nausea band. So in the whole week, and this might sound a bit gross, but in the whole week of having my cycle one of chemo, bear in mind I had a pump that was constantly feeding me chemotherapy. I had this anti-nausea band on. It didn't come off. I think I would have been a lot worse if I hadn't had that on. But it was listening to my body and figuring out what worked, what food, if anything, I was fancying. Because I realised there was something in it my body was craving or missing. And so 
having other health conditions you learn to listen to your body anyway but when you're having chemotherapy not a lot of people have that and so listening to your body what you need to drink what you need to eat yeah it was more celebrating that like listening to instincts finally on the list (laughs) of 12 (laughs) I was able to enjoy food again I was worrying because of the cancer that my it might sound weird my taste buds might die because how it happened was it started off with a patch of skin and then it kind of broke apart and then how a normal tongue should look it looked different and not being able to eat properly because you know when your tongue's like you know slanted yeah it's pretty difficult to eat it's not impossible but it's not the easiest but I remember being told that I adapted quite well to it when I had my second consultant sorry my second consultation and I was a speech therapist and a dietitian looked in my mouth at my tongue I was able to wiggle it my tongue that is I was able to move it my tongue that is and (laughs) I got told by the speech therapist that considering my tongue was slanted it was quite good that I adapted to be able to eat and take pills and thankfully I didn't choke I mean I might have coughed a bit but hey guess what when your tongue slanted that's gonna happen because your tongue's not meant to slant who knew right but one thing I did know or did learn was that I was able to taste food more and I was able to eat more of it and it wasn't a chore anymore oh I'm a poet (laughs) but it wasn't a chore anymore it was more like I can eat this and I can taste it and I don't have to worry about cocking my head over to one side to try and swallow it but I think your body can do a lot when it wants something like food something we all need right but yeah it's something now you might ask well how did you drink well that's a very interesting question (laughs) I found believe it or not before cycle one of chemo tea because it's hot not piping hot because that would hurt your tongue that would hurt anyone's tongue but drinking tea you might say well Jem you are British and yes you would be right I am but (laughs) your stereotype is real but for me drinking tea actually helped my throat out a lot so where my pop is where it's bigger drinking tea actually helped quite a lot and I was able to drink although between you and me dribbling did take place but I was very quick with a tissue I made sure I had a tissue close by and the weird thing was is that if I ate chocolate I it was so weird now it's weird because after cycle two and I'll talk about that I've got to compile a list first but after cycle two 
I don't have to do this so much. And it's just now dawned on me. But before cycle one, if I had chocolate and you know when a bit gets stuck at the top of your mouth or something, maybe your mouth's a bit dry, I have to get my index finger and go paint a really glamorous picture for you right now. I have to get my index finger, get my finger inside my mouth and bring the chocolate down to be able to, you know, swallow a thing. But now... I'm able to do what other people do. So, if I have something stuck in my teeth, I can now use my tongue to get it out, like like you would. Or, or I imagine. Well, no, I don't imagine, but I, I guess that you would. So, if I have a little bit of debris in my mouth, in, stuck between my teeth, I would do the logical thing and use floss. Personal hygiene is a must. Or I might use this mouthwash, which is like a special mouthwash that I use. And I'll do a swig of that. Brings it right out. But a lot of the time, I'm able to use my tongue. And that's something I've taken for granted because it's like able to do that now. Which is crazy. you think it would be something that would be like, oh, that's new. But sitting here, talking. Hey, there's 13 on the list. Who knew? I put down 12, there's 13. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad list, is it? So, perhaps if you're going through the first cycle of chemo, maybe you found my podcast and maybe you yourself have oral cancer or maybe you're just following my journey. These have been the 12 positives. And I thank my gorgeous other half for helping me to see them. Because it hasn't been easy. And I also thank, I'm going to leave this to mum. I thank you as well. Because I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the support. The outside world doesn't see this. The outside world doesn't see the hard stuff. Because I don't want to be seen in a certain light. But naturally my family's going to see it. But I want to share the positives. There are hard days, but I want you to share the positives of what I found. So I can hopefully look back and be like, well, that has been a long way. And maybe for me, this is therapeutic as well, because when you get told you come a long way, you don't see it yourself. I mean, as I said before, I can't see this pub and I don't look at my tongue. Because, as you might imagine, it's not the prettiest. But, for me, it might be something that I can... It might be a way for me to understand, oh yeah, that did happen. Or, whoa, okay, there, there's something happening there. So, um, yeah, 12 positives. Not a bad list. And, um, yeah, what more can you say? <laughs> so... Thank you for pressing play on this episode. I hope you found it positive and maybe a giggle along with me. I embrace that. People, it's been quite interesting. When you laugh with someone that isn't your family, because I don't know if I have the easiest sense of humour. I know it can be quite a weird one. I don't know. I've not really sat in a room with myself and made myself laugh before. Okay, that's a lie. But <laughs> I don't really judge my personality and sense of humour. But if you're new here and you press play, 
Hey, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took something from it. If you're an avid listener and you follow me on Twitter as well, it's at Radio Gem, then it's a little bit behind the scenes of what I don't share online. And uh, I hope you'll stick around for more. Because hopefully, maybe searching for positives make this, it'll make it a bit easier. Make it seem it's not so tough. Especially when you're going through something that is a roller coaster. But hey, so thank you for pressing play on this episode. And I will speak to you again next week if you're up for it, yeah? And as ever, if you want to bring this tea, great. <laughs> so whether I'm, it's early, you know, whether I'm up with you in the early hours, I'm on a commute with you, however this is happening, this beautiful relationship of ours, I hope that you'll tune in next week. And uh, yeah, I'll see you then, okay? This is Quirky Gems Podcast. I am Gem Swallow. Thank you so much for listening. Get involved on Twitter. It's at Radio Gem.